1: some of you may not know this but that song was was one of the first that was written by the worship team in this house it's uh, it's I think I think it might be the oldest song that's currently on our playlist it's what maybe maybe 10 years old five five years old but it's uh, it, it was written by a beautiful young lady in our in our worship team and um, and she she was she was in a, a very dark place and she felt the presence of God come on her and that's that's when God
0: revealed to her this
1: song that he brings her out into these wide open spaces and I feel like it's such a word for for so many people Coming out of the last few years of being enclosed or closed off or being separated, God is leading you out into wide open spaces. God is leading you into green pastures. He's leading you beside still waters. He's leading you in his promises. It's time to to stop being afraid. It's time to stop hiding yourself. It's time to stop separating yourself from the things that you love to do. It's time to, to go back out and play and have fun and roam free again. It's time to do the things that that you wish you could have been doing all along. It's time to to take that step and realize that He's good. It's time to allow Him to show you what, what His goodness really means. Maybe, maybe it's, it's time to say yes to Him. Maybe it's time to be free of, of old ways of thinking. It's time to, to explore new ideas. It's time to explore new lands. It's time to, to allow Him to, to lead you in those places that, that were once maybe only a dream in your mind or maybe even in your heart. Maybe you can't even wrap your head around what this looks like, but, but there's something in your spirit that says this is the right thing. Just turn your palms to heaven right now. Just begin to thank him in, in your own way for everything that he's done for you, everything that he's showing you right now. God, I thank you for the dreams, the visions that you've poured out onto your sons and your daughters here. I thank you for the, the, the wisdom, the wisdom to see that it is possible with you. Those seeds of faith that have been, have been planted, God, let them grow. Let them flourish. Water them right now. Pour out your water on those seeds. A tree that is planted by the rivers of living water will bring forth its fruit in its season. When your your roots are connected to the the river of life, that never ending source of life, then you continue to produce fruit in every season. Not just one season, not just part of the year, not just one day a week or two days a week. Maybe if if you stretch and you come to church on a Wednesday night, even though it's kind of two church, church, church going to church two times a week? What? There's something about entering in the presence of God. I thank you for this presence. Your Holy Spirit. We've been talking about him, singing about him all night. Thank you. The Holy Spirit come. Just begin to come. Begin to come. Brian, I heard a, I heard a word for you when you were giving your tithe message that you're closer to 50 than you are 100 might be closer to 62 than you are 61, but you're closer to 50 than you are 100. And there's no way that somebody that's as friendly, as kind, as genuine, as bold as you is not going to live past 100. So you got so much life ahead of you. you got so much life that God wants to pour through you. You have a a young spirit about you that's going to keep, keep you young past 100, all of the things that God is still wanting to do through you. The, the, the ways that he operates through you and through not just not just your um, your natural job of fulfilling the partnership, but but a supernatural job, a supernatural uh, ministry that you have of of reconnecting people to their heavenly Father, of helping people come out of places that that were where they were abused, where they were broken, where they were hurting maybe because of their own devices or maybe because of somebody else, but restoring them, the spirit of restoration on this man. God, I thank you for Brian. I thank you for his family. I thank you for his legacy just even now as Leanne is with her grandbabies. I just see, I see you holding your great grandbabies. I see you holding your great grandbabies, the fourth generation of Yarbers. God, the fourth generation of, of mighty men and women that have a place to live and move and breathe. And experience the peace of God. And on down this legacy, God, I thank you for continued increase and flow into this mighty man. The the, the the rivers of life continue to flow out of him, the rivers of abundance, the rivers of prosperity, the rivers of healing. I see I see spiritual, mental, and physical healing. Spiritual, mental, and physical healing that the ministry that you've been called to operate in, the gifts that you've been given, it's not just, it's not just isolated to, to helping somebody get their mind right or, or their body right or their soul right, but all of them, all of them together. God, I thank you for, for the complete package, the total package in this man. And he's going to freely give as he has received in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Sean and Elena Gambardella, you're amazing. I love you guys so easy to, to prophesy and pray over you um i know that that we've we've prayed and i remember praying over you that um that you would have an anointing to to minister to parents who are dealing with with children that were facing very serious situations and i know there's already been some some fruit on that on that tree but i, I see even more elena you have you you are a teacher you are a son's first teacher but but God is calling you to to teach spiritual things now, as you were a, a preschool teacher. That there's a um, there's a, a spiritual there's a spiritual teaching that's going to flow through you. That's a it's a new season. There's uh, you you've seen miracles happen in your life, in your daughter's life, in your family. You've seen miracles flow through you. But now you're gonna you're gonna teach people. The the anatomy of a miracle. You're gonna teach people how they can they can take the experiences that they've had with God and 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 project it and replicate it. And 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 it's it's more than just, it's more than just, you know, putting out a curriculum because you can, you can put, the, put together a curriculum and you can tell people what it is, but unless there's, unless there's the spirit behind it, it it's only going to go so far, but you have the spirit of a teacher behind you. You have the spirit to impart both natural and supernatural. God, I thank you for Elena. I thank you for Sean coming together. And Sean, I just see, I see you creating the business opportunities. I see you opening the doors to allow Elena's teaching gift to flourish and overflow. Flow. You're going to create plans and designs. And you're going to generate wealth and income to, to set up uh, seminars and lessons in, in, in ways where Elena's gift can flourish. And I see you, your kids coming together and, and out of the mouths of babes and nursing infants. The, the Word of God is established through you, through you and your children. God, I thank you for the ministry that's going to pour out of them in the years and decades to come. A, a, a legacy, again, a legacy. I know that was the name of the the school that you worked for when our our, our boy was there, Legacy Montessori. God, I thank you for the legacy, the supernatural legacy in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 You guys can grab a seat. Thank you. Worship team, amazing. I'll have you back up pretty quick. I wrote down in my notes, be interruptible. So. Get ready. Get ready. Get ready. Get ready. I'm excited, I'm excited for this season, though, oh, yeah. and I'm, I'm excited, excited for, this for this word. God, God has, has dropped in my into my spirit. But, but uh, um, I want to let you, you know next, next Wednesday, night, Wednesday night, next Wednesday night, night. Next next Wednesday night. night. make sure you're here yeah. again. But, but bring, bring your, your favorite Christmas sweater. Christmas sweater. We're going to do a Christmas sweater party. party next Wednesday, Wednesday night. Bring your family, friends, anybody you want. And it's going to be a fun time. We're going to have some hot cocoa as well. And uh, it doesn't have to be an ugly sweater. It can be a very nice sweater. It's just Christmassy. Christmas sweater. We are in our, uh, our message series right now God with us. God with us. It's a great time to, to celebrate God being with us at Christmas. And, uh, and the, the term God with us is actually the definition of the name Emmanuel. Emmanuel means God with us. And that. That term comes from uh, the prophet Isaiah, and it's, and it's Matthew, echoed as well in Matthew. In Matthew 123, it says, look, the virgin will conceive a child. She will give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. God with us. And that's, that's something that was, was just rattling around in my, in my, in my spirit, um, the, the idea, the concept of God with us. And specifically here, it's talking about Jesus, his, his birth, and he will be called Emmanuel. This was actually uh, a, a passage of scripture that was uh, when the angel Gabriel was, uh, was visiting Joseph, and he told him, Mary is going to be your wife.
0: In case any of you, that was from Night of
1: Christmas. She should have been there. You would know. And the baby, the baby would be conceived by the Holy Spirit and they would call his name jesus jesus Jesus. it's interesting when when people say that you can you can choose your friends but you can't choose your family you can choose your friends but you can't choose your family but in this passage of scripture what stands out to me is that joseph joseph actually chose his family Joseph was given the opportunity. Joseph was visited by the angel, and, and the angel reassured him that, that uh, Mary wasn't messing around, that this was, this was a Holy Spirit encounter. But he, it was still his choice. It was, it was his choice to, to quietly or, or secretly separate himself from this situation, which was kind of complicated. And, I mean, who's going to believe her? Who's going to believe him? Nobody's going to believe that that she was supernaturally impregnated by the Holy Spirit with the Savior of the world. Come on, that's kind of a tough sell. But he did have this angelic encounter, and he chose family. The title of this message is Choose Family. Choose family. Joseph received the word, but then he accepted responsibility for a child that was not his. Because, because he, saw he saw the importance of family. He's a, He's mighty, a mighty man, kind of like this, this mighty man sitting down here, Chris really He's texting right now. But Chris Verrilli really is another amazing example of a man who chose family. He didn't have to accept responsibility, but he, he chose the, the path of, of putting aside what other people might think. chose the path of... of um getting over some maybe preconceived notions about what his family or the blended family might look like and he chose he chose the honorable path like joseph you have the you have the spirit of joseph on you chris and uh you're you're a man who's going to continue to to choose family for yourself but also help other people choose family you're you're a man who's gonna uh, be an example for for other people who maybe have a broken family and say you know it it may have been hard
0: the the road that
1: brought you to where you're at right now but if you continue to choose family then there's a better path for you there's a there's a a path for you to to have a great life i know because i'm an example of it you'll tell them that that it it wasn't always the easiest choice but it was the right choice you know maybe you're having a, a tough time in your family right now
0: I, and my, my
1: advice my to you and my, my desire, desire through this message is to remind you, continue to choose family. Continue to choose your marriage. Continue to choose your children. Continue to fight for them, not, not against them. Continue to make those choices. You have, to, you have to constantly make the choice to choose family, especially when, when you might not be happy with some of them. I'm, I'm very blessed to have an amazing family my mom and dad, and, and three sisters. And um, we, we, in general, see eye to eye on most things. Well, sort of. Two of my sisters are five foot three, so I'm not exactly eye to eye, but close enough. I, I got all the recessive genes in my family. They're all kind of like dark hair, light skin. And when I was growing up, I was bleach blonde, like super tan. And, uh, and, and I like sports, and none of them do. And so they all sing and are performing arts, and I'm like, where's a ball that I can kick? Like, what can I go out and be doing and playing? And, uh, and so, so it, some people even thought that I was a part of a blended family. My older sister is 10 years older than me, and my youngest sister is 10 years younger than me. So there's a 20-year span, in the kids, and they're like, oh, you know, like blended family? I'm like, nope, same parents. You know, they just, they just decided to wait a while in between. They like, they like, they like to space it out. But uh, I'm 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 happy excited that uh, we're gonna get to go see my parents and sisters over Christmas. We're flying out Christmas Day, and minor God story miracle. Um, you know, you know, like flying, flying from here, here all the way to North Carolina, where my sister lives, and I was, and I was looking at, at the prices a while back, and it was just ridiculous for a, for a family of five, and, and so, so I just kept praying and, praying and believing and that God was going to was gonna some do something, make a way, and, and through, through some air, like sky, uh, sky, sky miles and through some and companion tickets, we're flying, tickets, flying all five of us for under 600 bucks from, from here to North Carolina. That's, that's, that's a minor miracle. And so, and so I'm excited to be staying with my sister. She lets me in her house after I made fun of her while I was preaching. But love you, sis. There's actually, there's actually quite a few blended families in this church. And, uh, and, and it's such a powerful testimony and mirror of what God does for us is god's family is actually a blended family too unless Unless you're you're a a, a direct blood descendant of abraham Abraham, unless you're you're of the jewish heritage heritage, then then you're you're part part of his blended family family. god God has grafted grafted us in to the true true vine we weren't the original chosen people but we're all of the seed of abraham we all can come in to god's family because of faith
0: so making the choice of family takes takes faith it takes faith And we, and we all need to to, to to be reminded
1: of that from time to time, especially when we're upset with our family, unhappily with our family. This is not a a message where where you get to okay, I don't like this family, so I'm going to choose a new family no it's It's making the continual choice to be a part of this family as well, even when people upset you so the first the first thing that that we need to remember is that when we, when we think about God's family, when we think about Emmanuel, God with us, this is more than just the, the 33 years that Jesus walked on this earth as a, a human being. Emmanuel, if, if it only meant that, that small period of time, then it would, would mean that only those people that happened to be alive, that happened to meet Jesus while he was living, would have an opportunity to be in his family. So Emmanuel, God with us, is, is so much more. It actually encompasses the fullness of who God is. We know, we know this is the Trinity, Trinity. and we, 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 we sang about it in our worship, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, and that's the family I want to talk about tonight, His family. Choose His family. And the first choice we have to make is we have to choose to walk with God. We have to choose to walk with God. When you, when you read your Bible, which we encourage here at Awakened Church, you'll find in the very beginning there's, there's a lot of genealogies, and, and it might seem kind of like mundane or tedious at first, but then you start to realize there's some kind of amazing stuff in there. And, and you look at the, the lifespan of, of some of these people. Adam lived 930 years. Like talk about a long lifespan. Does anybody know who the, the longest living person in the Bible was? Methuselah. Okay, yeah, everybody knows that. Methuselah. How long did he live? Well, let's find out. Genesis 5:25. When Methuselah was 187 years old, he became the father of Lamech. After the birth of Lamech, Methuselah lived another 782 years, and he had other sons and daughters. Methuselah lived 969 years. 969 years, years, and then he died. That's a long time. Does anybody know who the second oldest person was? I knew you would. Who is it, Jared? It's Jared! Jared Jared is the second oldest oldest person in the Bible, Genesis 5, 18 to 20. When Jared was 162 years old, he became the father of Enoch. After the birth of Enoch, Jared lived another 800 years, and he had other sons and daughters. Jared lived 962 years. Come on, not bad, second place. 962 years, only seven years off the record. That's pretty good. So Jared was the grandfather. Methuselah was the grandson. But something something very interesting interesting happened in the middle. Enoch. 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 Genesis Genesis 5, 21 to 24. When Enoch was 65 65 years old, he became the father of Methuselah. After the birth of Methuselah, Enoch lived in close fellowship with God for another 300 years. And he had other sons and daughters. Enoch lived 365 years walking in close fellowship with God. Then one day he disappeared because God took him. One day, he just disappeared because God took him. 365 years that he lived, one, one year for every day in a year,
0: Enoch walked in close fellowship with God. And then God said,
1: all right, enough of that. It, 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 it's not just that, that I want to walk with you. It's not just that we have close fellowship, but it's time for you to come and be in paradise. Enoch had a, a, a special relationship that not even his, his oldest living
0: person in the world son,
1: Methuselah, had. Or not even, even his second oldest living person in the world father had. But he walked in close fellowship with God. And that, that term, close fellowship, it actually only occurs one other place in the Bible when talking about a person, and that was Noah. Noah walked in close fellowship with God as well. But after the time of Noah, there was a a sharp decline in in these crazy long lifespans. After the time of Noah, through Abraham, who lived only 187 years old, down to Moses, who lived around 120. In fact, since the time of Moses, nobody has lived longer than around 120 years. But why? Why the the change? Why the difference? Why this, this sharp decline? Well, a big part of it was absolutely an evil presence in this world. The sons, the sons of God, of God started interfering, interfering with, with, with men, men and, and evil, evil began to, to propagate. To propagate. But, but I wonder also if it, wasn't, if it wasn't partially because people, fewer and fewer, were walking close with God. Less and less people were making the choice to walk with God. Less and less people were, were doing what is required, even in the, in the face of evil, and especially in the face of evil. Psalm 23 says, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Why? Because you are with me.
0: Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. We have to make the choice to walk with God, especially when we're walking through that valley.
1: Especially when we're walking in the face of evil. Especially when we, we find it so hard. We're in the hardest season of our life. That's when we need to be closest to God. That's That's when when we need to make the extra effort effort to be be near near him. David was anointed king because he had a heart after God, because he was in close fellowship with God, because he walked with God. But the truth is that that promise was available for everyone, for anyone. From the time of Moses in Leviticus 26, it says, I will look favorably upon you, God says, making you fertile and multiplying your people. And I will fulfill my covenant with you. You will have such a surplus of crops that you will need to clear out the old grain to make room for the new harvest i will live live among among you and i will not despise you i will walk among you i will be your god and you will be my people god has always always made himself available for us the question is are we available for him can we make the choice to walk with him the second choice that we have to make is we have to choose to speak jesus we have to choose to speak jesus Joseph, when he was visited by the angel, he was, he was given this assignment to, to take Mary as a wife, and he, he chose family. But he was given another, another choice. He was given another assignment. He said, I want you, the angel told him that you're going to raise up this son, but you're going to call his name Jesus. His name is Emmanuel, God with us, but you're going to call him Jesus. So Joseph was actually the first person to speak the name of Jesus over the person of Jesus. He was, he was the, the person who had the, the assignment, the mission, as a father to call this son who was born to his wife, even though it wasn't his own natural flesh and blood. He took responsibility, remember? When we take responsibility for something that's, that's not ours, then we have ownership over that and he was was a a steward of that for a time but he called jesus jesus and where the person and the name came together with the spirit in one being that's when jesus really took shape and took his form see jesus actually is the greek translation of the word yeshua jesus or yeshua joshua means yahweh saves the name of jesus literally means yahweh saves, saves or the lord saves Joseph spoke this over Jesus. He spoke Yahweh saves over Jesus. Now, many people have spoken the name of Jesus. We even we even sing the song I speak Jesus. And it's a great song, it's a powerful song. But do we actually speak Jesus? Or do we just sing it? Or do we just say it? We have to speak the name of Jesus. We have to speak the name of Jesus in every area of our lives. We have to be passionate about Jesus. We have to, to say the name of Jesus as a continual, continual declaration over ourselves, over other people. So do you know what speaking the name of Jesus is actually meaning?
0: Pray. When you, when you speak the name, the name of Jesus, Jesus, you're praying. You're speaking Jesus. You're praying Jesus over whatever situation it is. We speak Jesus to
1: bring healing. We speak Jesus to bring life. We speak, speak Jesus to bring joy in a dark time. We speak, we speak Jesus to bring, bring, to, bring, to bring the answer that we're looking for. John 16, 19 says, Jesus realized, speaking to his disciples, that they wanted to ask him about it. So he said, are you asking yourselves what I meant? I said, said, in a little while, you won't see me, but after a little while, you will see me again. I tell you the truth, you will weep and mourn over what is going to happen to me, but the world will rejoice. You will grieve, but your grief will suddenly turn to wonderful joy. It will be like a woman suffering the pains of labor when her child is born. Her anguish gives way to joy because she has brought a new baby into the world. So you have sorrow now, but I will see you again, then you will rejoice. and No one can rob you of that joy. At that that time, time, you won't won't need to ask ask me for anything. I tell you the truth, you will ask my father directly, and he will grant your request because you use my name. Watch this. You haven't done this before. Ask using my name, and you will receive, and you will then have abundant joy. How much joy is there in speaking the name of Jesus? It's throughout that passage of Scripture. The name of Jesus is the most powerful name. It's It's not abracadabra it's not not a a magic word word. and watch watch this this. i I know we say this a lot as parents but please please is not the magic word jesus Jesus didn't tell us to say say polite prayers prayers. he didn't didn't teach us to pray by saying please please. there's There's no there's no please in the lord's prayer prayer. jesus Jesus has taught us to use his name he said if you use my name asking and believe then you will receive it it's not, it's not the prayer, prayer of not politeness not that will say, say. It's the sick, it's the prayer of power it's, it's the power, fervent prayer, prayer of power You're using the name Jesus, of Jesus that will heal people. Yes, yes be we be polite we're, we're polite to our parents and we ask nicely to our parents but when we're praying we need to pray with authority we need to pray with passion we need to pray with faith believing that when we use the name of jesus demons will flee when we use the name of jesus we're rebuking the enemy when we speak the name of jesus it has power it's the same power that that rose jesus from the dead we have to honor this name why because it was there in the beginning it's always been that way john 1:1. in the beginning was the word And the the Word Word was was with God, God, and the Word was God. Jesus was there in the beginning. Nothing that was created, nothing that was made, was made except through that name. That name was the power. In that name was the power to create. In that name was the power to to, to do anything. All things are possible through that name. It's the name of Jesus that has power. It's the the name of Jesus that is the beginning. He's the Alpha and the Omega. He's the beginning and the end. It's the, it's the name, name of Jesus that, that will lead us through all of those difficult situations, situations that we might be facing. It's the it's name of Jesus that changes our life. It's the name of Jesus that sets us free. He sets, he sets all, all the captives free. And in whom the Son sets free they're, free, they're free indeed. There's, there's fellowship in this, in, this, in this passage. There's fellowship. We see God and Jesus, God and Jesus together as one. That's what the Trinity is. It's, it's the, the fact that God can be three separate, distinct personalities, but still all be God, still all be together. Jesus was there with God, and Jesus was God all the way from the beginning. And we, we, we sang in that song, the Holy Spirit will descend and land on the Christ in us. So Jesus is, is the pathway to receiving the Holy Spirit, and in the name of Jesus specifically. The name of Jesus is the path, and I've got a little video that I want that I want to show you. It's one of my favorite movies of all time, the clip. The second challenge of the Word
0: of God. Jehovah begins with an eye. Indy, uh. and you must hurry. Come quickly.
1: Come on, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. If anybody has not seen that movie, you have your homework assignment tonight, go and watch it. I love the franchise, although like they, they kind of like hit or miss. You know, the first one, amazing Raiders of the Lost Ark. Ark of the, Ark of the Covenant. Covenant, this one, The Last Crusade, the third movie, the other ones, eh, I haven't seen the latest one, Jake says it's okay, but, but you know, when they, when they focus on something that is a biblical principle, Holy Grail, Ark of the Covenant, it's an amazing movie. When they, when they do other stuff, it kind of, but, what a, sometimes Hollywood gets it right. Sometimes Hollywood gets it right, and uh, and this is one of those scenes that that just just speaks of the spirit of God. When you walk with the the name of God, when the name of God is your is your pathway, then then your path is secure. And uh, and I, I I I there is this that part in there when he steps on the J and he falls through. How does he not fall on the other like the other tiles? Those aren't the right letters. Like how? How come come he didn't fall through? I don't know. They got one thing wrong, but the rest of it is great. The name name of God God will lead lead you to a place where it's going to require faith. It's it's one thing to to know the name Yeshua. It's one thing to, to know what it means, Yahweh saves. It's another thing to apply it to your life. Just knowing the name of God is not enough. You have to take that leap of faith. At some point in your life, at some point in your walk, maybe it's when you make a decision to, to, to believe in the name of Jesus above every other name. Maybe it's a, a place where, where, like Indy, somebody's life is on the line, and you realize that this is the only hope that you have, that leap of faith. It brings us to the, the third choice that we have to make. Romans ten seventeen says, "Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. We've got to choose to listen to the Holy Spirit. listen to the Holy Spirit. What does that mean? It means to learn. We have to be willing to learn. We have to be able to distinguish the voice of God from all of the other voices that that might be shouting at us, all of the other voices that we may hear in life. we have to we have to be able to discern. We have to be able to pick out the distinct voice of God. When, when Samuel was a young boy, and Samuel was the, the priest who anointed King David, when he was a young boy, he was, he was living in the temple. And he was serving the priest then Eli. And he was learning from him. He was learning about who the Messiah would be. He was learning about the, the laws. He was learning like what it meant to be a priest and of the priesthood. But then at some point,
0: he heard a voice that, that he didn't
1: recognize and he had to discern that this was the voice of god that was speaking to him we have to position ourselves to not just hear the voice of god but to recognize it so you all are the smartest people in san diego because you're in the place you're in the temple you're in the house where you can we cannot just learn about who jesus is but you can learn to discern the voice of god It's in in these places, it's in these moments, and and maybe at times when you're alone by yourself, but you're worshiping or you're alone and you're you're reading the Word of God that that you can hear His voice most clearly. Usually when you're out about walking in the world, doing life, it's it's kind of hard because there's a lot of other voices, there's a lot of other distractions, but it's in His house when He speaks to you. You can say, here I am, God. What do you want to tell me? What do you want to show me? What am I supposed to learn today? What am I supposed to do? What are the next steps for my life right now? I'm at a crossroads and I don't know where to go, but but I've come to the house looking for an answer. I've come to the house wanting to hear your voice. If you're still, you will hear it. You will hear it. I can't say when or I can't say how, but I know that as you continue to pursue him, as you continue to listen, God will reveal himself to you in a way that's that's undeniable for you. You might not be able to convince anybody else, you know, that, that it was true, but you'll just know in your spirit that there's just there's no other way. It had to have been God. Have you heard his voice? Do you know what it sounds like? He has a unique voice to each one of us. No two of us may hear his voice in the exact same way, but he will speak to you. He, he will give you a language all of your own where you can speak to him. You pray in the Spirit. You pray the perfect will of God. There's going to be an opportunity for you tonight if you if you've never experienced that and you desire it, you want it, you want to hear His voice, and you want to be able to respond in a unique way. Then come down to the front at the end, and we we want to pray with you. We want to see you filled with the presence of the Holy Spirit. See, it's available for everyone. When Peter. Was praying, God spoke to him, and he said, "I want you to go to to this person's house, who's not a Jew. He was a Gentile, because I have a message that I want to share with them. But but more than just a message, there's an impartation that needed to happen. You see, at the time, the the Gentiles had had learned about who Jesus was, and some of them were already believing in Jesus. But there was something more that was needed. There was some power that needed to be attached to the name. The faith that they had." was going to be backed up by by something, by a force, but by something they couldn't explain. And that was made available to them in Acts 10, 44. It says, even as Peter was saying these things, the Holy Spirit fell upon all who were listening to the message. Many people were gathered in this house to, to hear the message, but they got more than they bargained for. They got the message, they got instruction, they got learning, but then they got power attached to it as well. The power of the Holy Spirit is available. We've sung about Him all night long. We're talking about Him now. But the question is, are you ready to receive Him? Are you ready to receive the power of the Holy Spirit, that it will come on you in a way that's undeniable for you? It will operate through you in, in many different ways there's many signs there's much there's much fruit in the holy spirit there's many gifts that he can bring to you are you ready to receive them do you want them do you desire the greater gifts do you want him to move through you like he did through peter like he did through paul like he did through the disciples are you ready to discern the voice of the holy spirit to learn his ways Are you ready to receive everything that he has for you? John 15, 26. But I will send you the advocate, the spirit of truth. He will come to you from the Father and will testify about me, Jesus. He will testify about Jesus. Hebrews 10, 15, and the Holy Spirit also testifies that this is so, for he says, this is a new covenant I will make with my people on that day, says the Lord. I will put my laws in their hearts. I will write on their minds. Then he says, I will never again remember their sins and lawless deeds. And when the sins have been forgiven, there is no need to offer any more sacrifice. The Holy Spirit teaches us about the new covenant through Jesus Christ. Emmanuel, God with us, he initiated a new covenant that we still get to participate in. the new covenant is, is, is one where the Word of God is in our hearts and it's on our minds. How can that be? Because He speaks to us. He continually speaks His Word. He's written it on our hearts. So when we speak out of the overflow of our hearts, then our mouth will profess the name of Jesus. The new covenant is one as forgiveness of sins. Even though we've made mistakes, even though we've fallen short, His his grace, His covenant is enough to cover us. The new covenant is one of no more sacrifices. It's not the blood of bulls and goats that pleases God. It's faith in Him. It's impossible to please God without faith. How do we get faith? By hearing. By hearing the word. Faith comes. This is the message of good news. 1 Thessalonians 1, 4-5. We know, dear brothers and sisters, that God loves you and has chosen you to be His own people. For when we brought you the good news, it was not only with words, but also with power. For the Holy Spirit gave you full assurance that what we said was true. Full assurance is confidence in God. We have a confidence in God that He has chosen us, He has commissioned us, He has called us, so we are His disciples. Anyone who receives the word of God and applies it to their life is a disciple in Jesus Christ. We have an opportunity to do that now. Matthew 28, 18, Jesus, Jesus came and told his disciples, I have been given all authority in heaven and on earth. Therefore, go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I have given you, and be sure of this, I am with you always. I am with you always, even to the end of the age. When we choose the family of God, we walk in close fellowship with him we choose to walk with god When we choose to speak the name of jesus when we choose to listen to the holy spirit and one last scripture john 16 7. however i am telling you nothing but the truth when i say it is profitable good expedient advantageous for you that i go away this is jesus talking Because if I do not go away, the comforter, counselor, helper, advocate, intercessor, strengthener, standby, I love the amplified here, will not come to you into close fellowship with you. But if I go away, I will send him to you to be in close fellowship with you. Why don't we stand to our feet as we come to a close? And I want to pray for some people tonight. Maybe you're here tonight and and you've never made the choice to walk with God, to see Him as your Father. And I'd love to to pray with you and, and give you an opportunity to accept that invitation to walk with Him, to say yes to Him. And how do you do that? It's very simple. You speak the name of Jesus, you pray. Romans 10, 9 and 10 says that when you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, you are saved. For the heart believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth the confession is made to salvation. So that all that you need to do to start that walk with God is to speak Jesus, is to pray, to confess Him as your Lord. So I want to give you an opportunity to do that. Maybe you're here tonight and, and you haven't really found your prayer voice. Maybe you can, can listen to other people pray and you can feel the power on it. You're saying, I want to I be able to pray like that. I want to be able to speak the name of Jesus over any situation. I want to be able to speak the name of Jesus and pray and, and see people who were sick become healed. I want to speak the name of Jesus. I want to pray, and, and I want to do it not just over my food when I'm about to eat, but I want to do it and, and when I walk out on the street. I want to do it when I'm in my car. I want to do it with my family. I want to pray over my wife and kids at night. I want to I pray with my parents, and I want to see them come to Jesus. Do you have a passion for somebody? Do you have a boldness for somebody where you're willing to choose to speak the name of Jesus? Maybe you've found it hard to do that, then I want to pray for you tonight as well, where you would find that voice, you would find that passion, you would be able to speak the name of Jesus, you'd be able to pray, not not eloquent or long prayers, because that's not what pleases God, but you'd be able to pray with faith, pray with confidence, pray with assurance. Maybe you're here tonight and and you found your prayer voice, but maybe you, you know that there's power that you're missing. Maybe an encounter with the Holy Spirit is what you're believing for tonight. Maybe you didn't even know coming in that that's what you needed, but you know now that you want the Holy Spirit to come upon you. You want to pray with authority. You want to to see that power move, and you want to be able to discern His voice. One of the gifts that that He gives us is the gift of discernment, where we can tell things that are are of God and things that are not of God. We can separate out what's, what's of the world and what's of the kingdom. Maybe you wanna be able to to prophesy. Maybe you wanna be able to to speak in an unknown tongue. Maybe you wanna be able to to speak to God in that language that He's crafted just for you. Nobody else can understand it. It's just your way of talking to Him. Maybe when you don't know what to say in English or, or a natural language, God can teach you how to speak in a new language. It's called the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Maybe that's what you're longing for tonight. Whatever that is tonight, if, if you need to start your walk with God, if you want to speak the name of Jesus, if you're, if you're ready to receive the Holy Spirit, then right here, right now, just lift your hands to heaven. What is it that you're believing for tonight? What is it that you're longing for tonight? Who are those ones who you need to start that walk with Jesus? God, I thank you right now for your sons and your daughters, those who are beginning the walk, those who are, who are receiving right now. Why don't we do this? Everybody here tonight, just say these words. Repeat after me. Heavenly Father, I thank you for the opportunity to walk with you. Right now, I receive Jesus as my Lord and Savior. I choose to follow him all the days of my life. I repent of my sins. I know that with you as my guide, I will walk the right path, the word of God, every day of my life in close fellowship with you, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus, right now for an outpouring of the Holy Spirit. God, I thank you for, for wisdom. I thank you for discernment, words of knowledge, prophetic giftings being poured out on your sons, your daughters, and that those who are, who are here tonight ready to receive, God, open up hearts, open up minds. Write your law on our hearts. Speak to us right now. Remove any any doubts, remove any reservations. God, that we would we would be able to receive everything that you have for us tonight. God, I thank you for the ministry gifts that are being poured out, the missions, the assignments, the callings on your sons and daughters. God, I thank you for an overflow. You filled us up to overflow. God, I thank you for the workings of miracles. So many, so many times we've seen miracle after miracle after miracle happen in this house. God, I thank you for all of all of those here tonight. We're ready to go out, commission, on assignment, to, to, to not just see miracles in the house of God, but take house of God miracles out into their family, out into their community, that people here tonight would choose their family. They would choose to fight for their family. They would choose to fight for their marriage and fight for their kids. They would choose to warfare against principalities and powers that have been assigned to resist the kingdom, but the gates of hell will not prevail against the body of Jesus Christ. I thank you that we are the body, commissioned and called to go out, disciples, with power, with authority, over every evil work of the enemy. God, I thank you that we're able to receive tonight in a new and a passionate way, that we speak the name of Jesus, we live it out in our own lives, we receive the power of the Holy Spirit, that we can continually listen to him. God, I thank you for hearing that still, small voice, your voice discerning what is up of you, that we can receive right now those free gifts that you have given us. Salvation, the walk with God is just the beginning. God, I thank you for power overflow in Jesus' mighty name. Amen.
0: Wow.